We need hope. Like we need hope. Uh, there's a story of a man. He walked up to a little league baseball game. And he walked up to one of the little guys in the dugout. And he's like, "Hey, hey, what's the score?" And and the baseball player responded, "He's like, it's 18 to nothing. Uh, we're losing." And, and the guy, you know, it's full of compassion. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. That, that must be discouraging. That, that must be, be difficult. And, and the little boy replied like, no, it's not that bad. We haven't, we haven't even batted yet. Which, you know, you know, in baseball, like there's not much of a chance. I mean, the little guy was optimistic, but, but not much hope there. Emil Bruner is a Swiss theologian. He talked about hope this way, that what oxygen is to the lungs, such as hope to the meaning of life. What oxygen is to the lungs, such as hope to the meaning of life. And where, where is hope to be found in 2021? Where is hope to be found in 2021? Uh, the, the Gospel of John records this time where Jesus was, was teaching, and his teaching was, was hard. And people were hearing it, and they were, he had some disciples that had gathered around him, and the crowds were coming around and growing bigger. And, then, and Jesus uh, was teaching it in such a manner that people were like, Nah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna walk away from this. And so Jesus asked his his twelve disciples, his, those who were who were left after the crowds left and after other disciples walked away. Jesus said, "Do you do you want to leave too? Do you want to leave too?" And Simon Peter answered him, "Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life." To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And Jesus is our life and Jesus is our hope. And during this time of pandemic, when, when so many uh, in the church, outside of the church are, are struggling uh, for hope, some, something just to get them through the day, get them through the week, we have Jesus to offer. We should be extending Jesus to one another, extending hope to others. Uh, not because we, we think we're right, because we, we think we're better, we got the truth. No, it's, it's because of this hope, this hope that we have, we offer Jesus. And last week we looked at, at Jesus, his identity and his character, that, that he is fully God. He is fully human. And he shows us what it means to be truly human, to humble ourselves and to obey the Father. And so this is, we've been reading Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11 for a couple weeks. And I promise this is the last week. This last week I'm going to read it. I, never, I haven't quite got to the last few verses. So we're just going to read it one, one more time today. Thank you. Thank you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. It says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. In verse eight, Paul writes the Greek word for death twice, two, two times in a row, back to back. And so if you were to take it a more literal, it'd be obedient to death, death that is on the cross. And the reason he does that, there are no exclamation points in the Greek language. And so in order for a writer to get their point across, they would, they would work with the word order. They would repeat words. Same way like if I'm calling one of my boys and um, I'm like, Rylan, and no response. Or Rylan's in trouble, right? What do we do? We add the middle name. Rylan John, 
Like we, we give it to, that, that same, is the same way with Greek writers when they write a word back to back, like they're adding emphasis to that. And so Paul writes twice, death, death. And I don't know if you know the, the Greek word for death. Most of us don't. I don't, except in my, my studies. But the Greek word for death is thanatos. For those familiar with uh, the Marvel, you might think of Thanos, and there is some relation there in, in, in the word. But Thanatos, Thanatos. So in three short verses here, we go from Jesus, preexistent with the Father, the highest of highs, to the lowest of lows, and Jesus goes to his death. The God of creation is God on the cross, and it's shocking, and it's scandalous, and, and Jesus' obedience to his Father, it cost him his life. And sometimes our obedience will cost us something as well. And Jesus went down, but then in verse 9, Jesus went up. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that's above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and every tongue confess. That's the way I memorized it growing up. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so what God the Father is doing here, he's saying yes to Jesus' obedience in Jesus' life. He's saying amen, yes and amen to Jesus' life, his, his death. And imagine how reassuring this is to the Philippians to know that Jesus, the exalted one, the exalted Lord, is sovereign over the entire universe. And, and Jesus is already Lord, even though not all things have been made subject to him yet. That is, that is our belief as Christians, that Jesus is already Lord of all, but not everything is subject to him yet. And, and so as Jesus followers, we, we talk about living between the times, living between the first coming and, and the second coming and the, the already and, and the not yet. Already Jesus is Lord of all, but not yet. Not yet have we seen all things subject to him. And, and Jesus is King of kings. He's Lord of lords. And before whom at God's final wrap up, every knee will bow to pay him the homage the, the honor that's due his name. And, and God has bestowed on Jesus a significance, on the name of Jesus, a significance excelling that of all other names. Uh, his name is above all other names. When verse nine says the name that's above every name, that's a clear echo to the Old Testament. Um, in fact, the Old Testament, there was, uh, there's passage after passage, scripture after scripture talking about the name. The, the name of the Lord referred to God and his character. To honor the name was to honor God. And to honor God was to honor the name. So for example, in Psalm 8, verse 1, it says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. How majestic is your name in all the earth. And, and now Paul is saying that Jesus' name has been exalted to the same place of worth and honor as God himself. But that's not the only echo of the Old Testament in these verses. Listen to what God says in Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45, 18, and then 22 through 24. For this is what the Lord says. He who created the heavens, he is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He says, I am the Lord and there is none other. Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me, 
every knee will bow. By me, every tongue will swear. They will say of me, in the Lord alone are deliverance and strength. Did you notice any uh, similarities there between uh, what we read in Isaiah and what we read in Philippians chapter 2? We do. In Isaiah, the Lord, Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth, says that every knee will bow, every tongue will swear to him. And now Paul is attributing that same language to Jesus. What? What is Paul saying? What's he saying to us is that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is creator, the one true God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, Jesus is sovereign over all. And uh, the, the Greeks, they had all kinds of gods in all kinds of places. There were gods in the heavens. There were gods in the earth. There were gods in the sea. There were gods under the sea. And, and when Paul says those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, he, he is capturing all the possible categories of those who will bow to the name of Jesus. Uh, those in heaven, the heavenly beings, angels and demons, those on earth, that's us. Those under the earth, those who have have died. So this, again, imagine the encouragement to the Philippians. The Philippians were, were a church. They were, um, they were being persecuted, like le- legit uh, persecution. Uh, they were suffering at the hands of those who were saying, Caesar is Lord. Because Lord was a title for uh, Caesar. And then the very ones responsible for the suffering of the Philippians they are going to say, Caesar is Lord. A day is coming when they and Caesar will both proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And, and this, is a, this is, I want this to be a strong encouragement to us. As, as I started, like, where, where do we find our, our hope? And we continue to, to fight our way through this pandemic and the political upheaval in our country. There, there, is, there is no place that you can go. There is no thing that you can experience, no thing that can be done to you. There is no thing that you can do that takes you out of the view, out of the view, out of the gaze of our Savior, Jesus, who is Lord of all. And you may not feel like he's near. You may not feel like, like he is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Because we're going, we're going through stuff. I want to encourage you that there is no, um, there is no vote in Congress. There is no uh, political policy. There is no changes coming in in taxes that removes you, that removes us from the lordship of Jesus. There there just isn't. And and for me, like that just gives me something to stand on. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. So, I mean, Paul, just a few verses later, says, for to me, to live is Christ to die is gain. To live is Christ. To die is gain. How can he be so certain? Because he knows who Jesus is. He knows that, G- who Jesus, uh, that Jesus will keep him. So whether Paul is living or whether he is dying, Jesus is Lord. And Jesus, the true nature of the living God, he has been revealed ultimately and finally to us. Jesus, the name that's above every name. The name that's above every name, the name that forgives our sins. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 47, it says, Repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his 
name will be preached in his name to all nations. The name gives us access to God himself. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Almost 300 years ago, Charles Wesley was a great hymn writer. Uh, Najee, if you want to go ahead and come back. Um, and and he, he wrote a number of hymns. We, we sing some of those hymns or portions of them have been, been redone. But there's one I don't remember singing before, but it's called Jesus, the name high over all. Jesus, the name high over all. And it, it goes like this. Jesus, the name high over all in hell or earth or sky, angels and men before it fall and devils fear and fly. Jesus, the name to sinners dear, the name to sinners given. It scatters all their guilty fears. It turns their hell to heaven. Jesus, the prisoner's fetters breaks and bruises Satan's head. Power into strengthless souls it speaks and life into the dead. Happy if with my latest breath I may but grasp his name, preach him to all and cry in death, behold, behold the Lamb. Jesus, the name high over all. And so when you don't don't know else to pray, pray the name of Jesus. When, When your heart is breaking, Cry out to the name of Jesus. When you don't know how you're going to pay the rent this month, cry out to Jesus. When you don't know what's going to happen in the custody battle, cry out to Jesus. When you don't know how your marriage is going to make it through another month of quarantine, another month of the kids being home from school, cry out to the name of Jesus. And when you don't think that life is worth living, Like you have got to the end and you you just can't see a way forward. Cry out to Jesus. He is the one that's above all. He is the one who is king. He is the one who has the name above all. For everything, everyone will bow before in heaven and earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.